This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 10th. You're listening to WNBF. Binghamton police are investigating gunfire that was heard in a residential neighborhood on the city's north side. People on the east end of Doubleday Street reported hearing several shots around 1.30 p.m. on Monday. Binghamton police detective Captain Corey Miner said there had been no indication that anyone was injured. Investigators placed yellow evidence markers in front of a two-story house at 37 Doubleday Street. Broome County property records described the property as a two-family residence. A small purple sign posted on the lawn of the residence featured a photo of Eliza Spencer, the Binghamton girl who was fatally shot near her east side home last April. The sign read, Justice for Eliza. A woman who was inside a nearby home told WMBF News she heard what she believed to be six or seven gunshots. She said when she went outside, she didn't notice any people or vehicles leaving the area. Several other neighborhood residents who gathered to watch police officers and detectives investigating the matter indicated that they weren't surprised by gunfire in the area. One said, just another day on Double Day. People with information about the incident may contact the Binghamton Police Detective Division at 607-772-7080. On Friday, January 6th, approximately a dozen patrons at a local store located within the village of Johnson City observed Matthew Baxter openly masturbating in the family restroom facilities over the course of 50 minutes before the police were notified. Baxter left the door unlocked during the incident, did not announce himself when any of the victims knocked, and made no effort to lock the door after any of the victims opened it and observed him. Baxter was confronted by a store employee after they became aware, but he continued his lewd behavior and a store employee contacted the Johnson City Police Department. After an investigation, Baxter was arrested and brought back to the police department for arrest processing. During this time, it was revealed that Baxter was under the supervision of the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, formerly known as New York State Parole. Baxter was released on an appearance ticket as required by New York State bail reform laws, and at this time, New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision has not violated Baxter under the terms of his parole. On January 5th, around 425 a.m., Broome County Sheriff's deputies responded to the Tuscarora Trailer Park on State Line Road in the town of Windsor for a vehicle driving through the park firing a weapon out of the vehicle window. The suspect, Jeremiah Baxter, 19 years old of Windsor, fled the area in his vehicle prior to the deputies arriving. However, Baxter was quickly located on Ostrander Road in Windsor and taken into custody without incident. The rifle used was also recovered. The subsequent investigation revealed that Baxter was upset at a resident inside Tuscarora Trailer Park over a physical dispute that occurred with his relative. Baxter went to the park while driving erratically through it, fired a single 306 rifle round out of the window of the vehicle. The round fired struck a residence inside the park, breaking a window and causing damage to the exterior siding. The residence was occupied, but no one was struck or sustained any injuries. Baxter was transported to the Broome County Sheriff's Office for processing and ultimately taken to central arraignment. He was charged with reckless endangerment in the first degree, a Class D felony. On Friday, January 6th, the Johnson City Police Department responded to a residence on Columbus Place to assist the Johnson City Fire Department with a reported house fire. Responding officers located heavy smoke coming from the interior of the residence. The JCFD and Binghamton Fire Department extinguished the fire a short time after their arrival. JCPD detectives and JCFD fire investigators began investigating the cause of the fire. Patrol officers and detectives spoke with witnesses, collected video evidence, and spoke with the home's residents. During the investigation, it was determined that a resident of the house had intentionally set the fire and then left. That resident, Thomas Tabor, has been charged with arson in the third degree. Tabor was brought to the JCPD for processing and then taken to Broome County Central 
arraignment. Upon his arraignment, he was released in compliance with New York State bail reform laws. On January 7th, officers of the Cortland County Sheriff's Office responded to a Walmart located at 819 Benny Road in the town of Cortlandville for a report of a larceny. It was determined that the defendant, 34-year-old Brandy Rogers, had passed all points of sale in Stolmart's store, as well as damaged Walmart store property. Miss Rogers was also found to be in possession of a controlled substance. She was arrested and transported to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office, where she was processed and issued an appearance ticket for the above charges. Miss Rogers is scheduled to appear in the town of Cortlandville Court on January 23rd. In the month of December, members from Troop C removed 41 impaired drivers off the roadways. Two of those impaired drivers also had a child under the age of 15 in the vehicle with them. 14 of those drivers were more than double the legal limit. Two drivers had been previously convicted of DWI in the last 10 years, and five of those drivers were under the influence of drugs. Troop C encompasses seven counties, with Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, Otsego, Tioga, and Tompkins counties. On January 9th, state police in Watertown responded to a residence on State Route 37 in the town of Pamelia for a reported stolen vehicle complaint. When troopers interviewed the complainant, he stated that he left his 2023 Toyota Tundra running when he let his dog out of the house. The suspect later identified as Wallace Gibbs III jumped into the vehicle and drove off. As the suspect fled through the city of Watertown, patrols from the state police, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, and Watertown Police Department attempted to stop the suspect. As the vehicle was reported driving through the city, patrols located and stopped the truck on Washington Street in the city of Watertown. The driver of the stolen vehicle was identified as Wallace Gibbs III, age 32, from Watertown, New York. He was taken into custody and transported to State Police Watertown. Gibbs was charged with grand larceny in the third degree, a Class D felony, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, a Class A misdemeanor, for being in possession of a metal dagger. Gibbs was arraigned in the city of Watertown Court and remanded to the Jefferson County Jail on $7,500 cash bail, $25,000 bail bond, or $50,000 partially secured surety bond. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night, chance of snow after 1 a.m., mixing with rain after 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. And Thursday, rain likely, mainly after 1 p.m., cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, news radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. First, some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. 
to link to the application and eligibility requirements. Visit aaoinfo.org. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 10th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. We have road work on I-81 in both directions between Exit 9 Marathon and Exit 10 McGraw with a moving work zone. That work runs today from 7 a.m. through 12 p.m. And we'll have lane restrictions in both directions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night chance of snow after 1 a.m. Mixing with rain after 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. And Thursday rain likely mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 60%. And Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 6.14, you're listening to WMBF. Welcome. WMBF. 6.17 on WMBF, time for a sports update. Giannis and Tedekumbo had 22 points and 10 rebounds. And the Milwaukee Bucks used three-point shooting to wipe out a 17-point deficit in the second half and beat the New York Knicks 111-107. to Joe Ingles added a season-high 17 points, and Brooke Lopez also scored 17 for the Bucks, who made 12 three-pointers after falling behind 70-53 to with five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Jalen Brunson scored a career-high 44 points for the Knicks, adding seven assists. Julius Randle had 25 points, 16 rebounds, and five assists, but was just one for 12 from three-point range. Knicks back in action tomorrow at 7.30 when they host the Indiana Pacers, now 22-19 and 19 on the year. Doctors who treated DeMar Hamlin say the Bills' safety was moved to a hospital in Buffalo to continue his recovery. It's an uplifting sign of the remarkable progress Hamlin has made a week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati. Hamlin was discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in the morning and flown to Buffalo, where Dr. William Knight said he was doing well. Hamlin's return comes a day after he cheered on the Bills from his hospital bed during their 35-23 win over the New England Patriots. The game proved to be a cathartic outpouring of support for the Bills and Hamlin. And the Buffalo Bills are dealing with the mental toll of playing an important game six days after watching Hamlin having to be resuscitated on the field. Now they have to begin preparing for a home playoff game against the division rival Miami Dolphins. Buffalo secured the number two seed in the AFC by beating New England on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Bills got the latest in a series of encouraging updates on Monday when they learned Hamlin had been discharged from the Cincinnati hospital and flown to Buffalo to continue his recovery. The one-word message printed in white on the black T-shirts hanging in the New York Jets players' lockers summarized the massive task for next season, finish. Robert Sala's squad was unable to do that this season as a six-game losing streak ended the Jets' playoff drought to a extended the Jets' playoff drought to a franchise record 12 consecutive years. The Jets appeared on the verge of snapping that postseason drought when they were sitting at seven and four in November, but it faded quickly. 
and fell apart with poor quarterback play, injuries, and inconsistency among the players and coaches all contributing to the collapse. Now the task is making sure they finish in the postseason next season. The first-year Giants coach Brian Dayball isn't going to change things now that New York is about to play its first playoff game since January 2017. His approach to Sunday's wildcard game against the Vikings in Minnesota is simple. Dayball says what got the Giants a win in Week 1 will be the same thing that works in the playoffs. If a team is prepared, makes plays, and avoids mistakes, the chances are it wins. This will be the Giants' second game at Minnesota in three weeks. The Vikings won 27-24 on December 24th on a last-second field goal. Some hockey news. Joel Farabee had two points, and Samuel Erson made 28 saves to lead the Philadelphia Flyers to a 4-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Erson earned his first career NHL shutout against the league's highest-scoring team and gave the Flyers their fifth win in six games. Farabee's goal and assist came 127 apart in the first period. Zach McEwen, Noah Cates, and Wade Allison scored for Philadelphia. Craig Anderson made 34 saves for Buffalo, which was shut out for the first time this season and lost for just the second time in the past 10 games. And the big news in the sports world, Stetson Bennett threw two touchdown passes and ran for two scores in the first half as number one Georgia demolished number three TCU 65-7 to to become the first team to win consecutive college football playoff national championships. The Bulldogs became the first repeat champions since Alabama went back-to-back a decade ago and left no doubt that they have replaced the Crimson Tide as the new bullies on the block. TCU, the first Cinderella team of the CFP era, never had a chance against the Georgia juggernaut and suffered the most lopsided loss in the national title game dating to the start of the BCS in 1998. 621 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The market just could not sustain its early Monday rally. At the close of trade, the Dow had slipped 113 points to 33,517. The S&P was down a fraction. The Nasdaq Composite gained six-tenths of one percent. Among the losers, athletic wear company Lululemon. The company warned that profit margins likely declined during the holiday season. That sent Lululemon shares down nearly 10%. Student loan borrowers could soon pay back less on their loans and be on the hook for a shorter period of time. The Department of Education today will begin the regulatory process to bring the Biden administration's new loan repayment program into effect later this year. Well, it's a smaller round of layoffs that originally feared, but cuts at Goldman Sachs will still cut deep. Reports this morning suggest the Global Investment Bank will let go of as many as 3,200 employees starting tomorrow. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Attention. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. 
Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Funny, Duddy. Six twenty-four on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. The amount of time kids spent in front of screens during the pandemic went up, way up. That's according to a new report by Canadian researchers. They looked at data on more than thirty thousand kids from multiple countries and found that children ages three to eighteen spent an additional one hour and twenty minutes a day on their devices between January twenty twenty and March twenty twenty two. Now it stands to reason that a lot of these kids' use had dropped back to baseline as things have returned to more normal. But some kids might still need help and maybe even some rules to kickstart cutting back. Depending on what they're doing on their devices, their screen time might not be so bad. The bigger problem is what they're not doing when they're plugged in. Getting exercise, going outside, and spending time with their friends in real life. Those things are the most important here. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call the Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Overhead door. The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, I, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse of the book, but I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did, or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. Six twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a school announcement. Spencer, Spencer Van Etten Central School District will have a two-hour delayed opening today because of black ice on the roads. And we have road work on I-81 in both directions between Exit 9 Marathon and Exit 10 McGraw with a moving work zone. That work runs today from 7 a.m. through noon and will have lane restrictions in both directions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees outside, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night, chance of snow after 1 a.m., mixing with rain after 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. 
And Thursday, rain likely, mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 60%. And Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 629, you're listening to WMBF. Your one stop. You served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. After being in the penalty box for over a year over allegations of shady financial dealings and a lack of diversity among members, the Golden Globes back on TV tonight. Just tell me what I've done to you. On the film side, Colin Farrell's quirky dramedy, The Banshees of Inishirin, up for the most awards, eight. Followed by the mind-bending multiverse thriller, Everything Everywhere All at Once with six. Welcome back! ABC's Abbott Elementary is the most nominated TV show. And be on the lookout for soggy stars. It might be a rainy but tented red carpet. The Golden Globes air tonight on NBC. Dr. Dre has got a new beef with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Music mogul's lawyers have sent the Georgia Republican a letter demanding she stop using his song Still DRE on her social media, which she did in a recent video. He says he doesn't license his music to politicians, especially someone as divisive and hateful as MTG. And happy birthday, Rod Stewart. The rock legend is 78 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a, cool I want to be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Join. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 10th. You're listening to WNBF. Binghamton police are investigating gunfire that was heard in a residential neighborhood on the city's north side. People on the east end of Doubleday Street reported hearing several shots around 1.30 p.m. on Monday. Binghamton Police Detective Captain Corey Miner said there had been no indication that anyone was injured. Investigators placed yellow evidence markers in front of a two-story house at 37 Doubleday Street. Broome County Property Records described the property as a two-family residence. A small purple sign posted on the lawn of the residence featured a photo of Eliza Spencer, the Binghamton girl who was fatally shot near her east side home last April. The sign read, Justice for Eliza. A woman who was inside a nearby home told WMBF News she heard what she believed to be six or seven gunshots. She said when she went outside, she didn't notice any people or vehicles leaving the area. Several other neighborhood residents who gathered to watch police officers and detectives investigating the matter indicated that they weren't surprised by gunfire in the area. One said, just another day on Double Day. People with information about the incident may contact the Binghamton Police Detective Division at 607-772-7080. 
On Friday, January 6th, approximately a dozen patrons at a local store located within the village of Johnson City observed Matthew Baxter openly masturbating in the family restroom facilities over the course of 50 minutes before the police were notified. Baxter left the door unlocked during the incident, did not announce himself when any of the victims knocked, and made no effort to lock the door after any of the victims opened it and observed him. Baxter was confronted by a store employee after they became aware, but he continued his lewd behavior and a store employee contacted the Johnson City Police Department. After an investigation, Baxter was arrested and brought back to the police department for arrest processing. During this time, it was revealed that Baxter was under the supervision of the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, formerly known as New York State Parole. Baxter was released on an appearance ticket as required by New York State bail reform laws, and at this time, New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision has not violated Baxter under the terms of his parole. On January 5th, around 425 a.m., Broome County Sheriff's deputies responded to the Tuscarora Trailer Park on State Line Road in the town of Windsor for a vehicle driving through the park firing a weapon out of the vehicle window. The suspect, Jeremiah Baxter, 19 years old of Windsor, fled the area in his vehicle prior to the deputies arriving. However, Baxter was quickly located on Ostrander Road in Windsor and taken into custody without incident. The rifle used was also recovered. The subsequent investigation revealed that Baxter was upset at a resident inside Tuscarora Trailer Park over a physical dispute that occurred with his relative. Baxter went to the park while driving erratically through it, fired a single 306 rifle round out of the window of the vehicle. The round fired struck a residence inside the park, breaking a window and causing damage to the exterior siding. The residence was occupied, but no one was struck or sustained any injuries. Baxter was transported to the Broome County Sheriff's Office for processing and ultimately taken to central arraignment. He was charged with reckless endangerment in the first degree, a Class D felony. On Friday, January 6th, the Johnson City Police Department responded to a residence on Columbus Place to assist the Johnson City Fire Department with a reported house fire. Responding officers located heavy smoke coming from the interior of the residence. The JCFD and Binghamton Fire Department extinguished the fire a short time after their arrival. JCPD detectives and JCFD fire investigators began investigating the cause of the fire. Patrol officers and detectives spoke with witnesses, collected video evidence, and spoke with the home's residents. During the investigation, it was determined that a resident of the house had intentionally set the fire and then left. That resident, Thomas Tabor, had been, has been charged with arson in the third degree. Tabor was brought to the JCPD for processing and then taken to Broome County's central arraignment. Upon his arraignment, he was released in compliance with New York State bail reform laws. On January 7th, officers of the Cortland County Sheriff's Office responded to a Walmart located at 819 Benny Road in the town of Cortlandville for a report of a larceny. It was determined that the defendant, 34-year-old Brandy Rogers, had passed all points of sale in Stolmart's store, as well as damaged Walmart's store property. Miss Rogers was also found to be in possession of a controlled substance. She was arrested and transported to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office, where she was processed and issued an appearance ticket for the above charges. Miss Rogers is scheduled to appear in the town of Cortlandville Court on January 23rd. In the month of December, members from Troop C removed 41 impaired drivers off the roadways. Two of those impaired drivers also had a child under the age of 15 in the vehicle with them. 14 of those drivers were more than double the legal limit. Two drivers had been previously convicted of DWI in the last 10 years, and five of those drivers were under the influence of drugs. Troop C encompasses seven counties, 
with Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, Otsego, Tioga, and Tompkins counties. On January 9th, state police in Watertown responded to a residence on State Route 37 in the town of Pamelia for a reported stolen vehicle complaint. When troopers interviewed the complainant, he stated that he left his 2023 Toyota Tundra running when he let his dog out of the house. The suspect later identified as Wallace Gibbs III jumped into the vehicle and drove off. As the suspect fled through the city of Watertown, patrols from the state police, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, and Watertown Police Department attempted to stop the suspect. As the vehicle was reported driving through the city, patrols located and stopped the truck on Washington Street in the city of Watertown. The driver of the stolen vehicle was identified as Wallace Gibbs III, age 32, from Watertown, New York. He was taken into custody and transported to State Police Watertown. Gibbs was charged with grand larceny in the third degree, a Class D felony, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, a Class A misdemeanor, for being in possession of a metal dagger. Gibbs was arraigned in the city of Watertown Court and remanded to the Jefferson County Jail on $7,500 cash bail, $25,000 bail bond, or $50,000 partially secured surety bond. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night, chance of snow after 1 a.m., mixing with rain after 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. And Thursday, rain likely mainly after 1 p.m., cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, news radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you had your eye on. Or this to the treadmill on your wish list. Or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. I never. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 6.42 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Now, if you missed it in the last traffic and weather update, we have a couple school announcements. Newark Valley Central School District is on a one-hour delay because of weather concerns. And Spencer Van Etten Central School District will have a two-hour delayed opening today because of black ice on the roads. This should be a little bit of a frisky morning driving to work. So drive safely out there today. Drive a little extra slow. Roads are wet. It's cold. It's going to make ice. Some things coming up in the Binghamton area. Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival. It's Saturday, March 25th. And it's moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now and start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. So you want to get those tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. Don't find yourself on Friday, March 24th, saying, I really want to go to this Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival. It sounds like a lot of fun. 
But now tickets are much more expensive than when I first heard about it, way back in January, when James said get your tickets early. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop and all for under $170. Always got to find ways to make the game of golf a little bit cheaper. It's an expensive game. The clubs alone. And those six buckets of balls, maybe get your swing in order. It's like we need to head out there this summer to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You don't look like me. 644, you're listening to WMBF. Six forty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a couple of school announcements. Newark Valley Central School District is on a one-hour delay because of weather concerns, and Spencer Van Etten Central School District will have a two-hour delayed opening today because of black ice on the roads. And we have road work on I eighty-one in both directions between Exit Nine Marathon and Exit Ten McGraw with a moving work zone. That work runs today from seven a.m. through twelve p.m. And we'll have lane restrictions in both directions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees outside, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night chance of snow after 1 a.m. Mixing with rain after 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. And Thursday, rain likely, mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 60%. Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 648, you're listening to WMBF. Now that you're- Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in two plays, six seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. First. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? First, I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy, and giving up impossible. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Seattle's public schools have filed a surprising lawsuit against YouTube, TikTok, and Meta, the owners of Facebook and Instagram, claiming that social media has wrecked the mental health of its students. And you know what? The school system is right, but the lawsuit couldn't be more wrong. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. 
Of course, social media has negatively impacted everyone, children the worst. The lawsuit says social media algorithms purposely cause anxiety, depression, eating disorders, and cyberbullying, making it harder to educate the students. But the lawsuit ignores its most important enemy, the parents. Where are the parents? As bad as social media is, it's still a legal product. It's parental responsibility that has really failed. Look, there's candy, refined sugar, and fast food. It's all legal. But if a parent allows the kid to gorge all day and night, do you sue the food companies? Enter to win a $500 Amazon gift card at commando.com slash win. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open roles with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post and company. Plus, their 875 million member profiles put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all the leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Giannis and Tedekumbo had 22 points and 10 rebounds. And the Milwaukee Bucks used three-point shooting to wipe out a 17-point deficit in the second half and beat the New York Knicks 111-107. Joe Ingles added a season-high 17 points and Brooke Lopez also scored 17 for the Bucks, who made 12 three-pointers after falling behind 70-53 with five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Jalen Brunson scored a career-high 44 points for the Knicks, adding 7 assists. Julius Randle had 25 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists, but was just 1 for 12 from 3-point range. Knicks will be back in action tomorrow at 7.30 as they host the Indiana Pacers. Doctors who treated DeMar Hamlin say the Bills' safety was moved to a hospital in Buffalo to continue his recovery. It's an uplifting sign of the remarkable progress Hamlin has made a week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati. Hamlin was discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in the morning and flown to Buffalo, where Dr. William Knight said he was doing well. Hamlin's return comes a day after he cheered on the Bills from his hospital bed during their 35-23 win over the New England Patriots. The game proved to be a cathartic outpouring of support for the Bills and Hamlin. And the Buffalo Bills are dealing with the mental toll of playing an important game six days after witnessing Hamlin having to be resuscitated on the field. Now they have to begin preparing for a home playoff game against the division rival Miami Dolphins. 
Buffalo secured the number two seed in the AFC by beating New England on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Bills got the latest in a series of encouraging updates on Monday when they learned Hamlin had been discharged from the Cincinnati Hospital and flown to Buffalo to continue his recovery. For the Jets, the one-word message printed in white on the black T-shirts hanging in the New York Jets players' lockers summarized the massive task for next season, finish. Robert Salas' squad was unable to do that this season as a six-game losing streak ended the Jets' playoff drought to a franchise or extended the Jets' playoff drought to a franchise record 12 consecutive years. The Jets appeared on the verge of snapping that postseason drought when they were sitting at seven and four in November, but it faded quickly and fell apart with poor quarterback play, injuries, and inconsistency among the players and coaches all contributing to the collapse. Now the task is making sure they finish in the postseason next season. For the Giants, first-year Giants coach Brian Dayball isn't going to change things now that New York is about to play its first playoff game since January 2017. His approach to Sunday's wild-card game against the Vikings in Minnesota is simple. Dayball says what got the Giants a win in Week 1 will be the same thing that works in the playoffs. If a team is prepared, makes plays, and avoids mistakes, the chances are it wins. This will be the Giants' second game at Minnesota in three weeks. The Vikings won 27-24 on December 24th on a last-second field goal. Some hockey action. Joel Farabee had two points and Samuel Erson made 28 saves to lead the Philadelphia Flyers to a 4-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Erson earned his first career NHL shutout against the league's highest scoring team and gave the Flyers their fifth win in six games. Farabee's goal and assist came 127 apart in the first period. Zach McEwen, Noah Cates, and Wade Allison scored for Philadelphia. Craig Anderson made 34 saves for Buffalo which was shut out for the first time this season and lost for just the second time in the past 10 games. And the big sports news, Stetson Bennett threw two touchdown passes and ran for two scores in the first half as number one Georgia demolished number three TCU 65-7. The Bulldogs became the first repeat champs since Alabama went back-to-back a decade ago and left no doubt that they have replaced the Crimson Tide as the new bullies on the block. TCU, the first Cinderella team of the CFP era, Never had a chance against the Georgia juggernaut and suffered the most lopsided loss in a national title game dating to the start of the BCS in 1998. 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. Who's third? This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio Binghamton police are investigating gunfire that was heard in a residential neighborhood on the city's north side. People on the east end of Doubleday Street reported hearing several shots around 1.30 p.m. on Monday. Binghamton Police Detective Captain Corey Miner said there had been no indication that anyone was injured. Investigators placed yellow evidence markers in front of a two-story house at 37 Doubleday Street. Broome County Property Records described the property as a two-family residence. A small purple sign posted on the lawn of the residence featured a photo of Eliza Spencer 
Spencer, the Binghamton girl who was fatally shot near her east side home last April. The sign read, Justice for Eliza. A woman who was inside a nearby home told WMBF News she heard what she believed to be six or seven gunshots. She said when she went outside, she didn't notice any people or vehicles leaving the area. Several other neighborhood residents who gathered to watch police officers and detectives investigating the matter indicated that they weren't surprised by gunfire in the area. One said, just another day on Double Day. People with information about the incident may contact the Binghamton Police Detective Division at 607-772-7080. On Friday, January 6th, approximately a dozen patrons at a local store located within the village of Johnson City observed Matthew Baxter openly masturbating in the family restroom facilities over the course of 50 minutes before the police were notified. Baxter left the door unlocked during the incident, did not announce himself when any of the victims knocked, and made no effort to lock the door after any of the victims opened it and observed him. Baxter was confronted by a store employee after they became aware, but he continued his lewd behavior and a store employee contacted the Johnson City Police Department. After an investigation, Baxter was arrested and brought back to the police department for arrest processing. During this time, it was revealed that Baxter was under the supervision of the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, formerly known as New York State Parole. Baxter was released on an appearance ticket as required by New York State bail reform laws, and at this time, New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision has not violated Baxter under the terms of his parole. On January 5th, around 425 a.m., Broome County Sheriff's deputies responded to the Tuscarora Trailer Park on State Line Road in the town of Windsor for a vehicle driving through the park firing a weapon out of the vehicle window. The suspect, Jeremiah Baxter, 19 years old of Windsor, fled the area in his vehicle prior to the deputies arriving. However, Baxter was quickly located on Ostrander Road in Windsor and taken into custody without incident. The rifle used was also recovered. The subsequent investigation revealed that Baxter was upset at a resident inside Tuscarora Trailer Park over a physical dispute that occurred with his relative. Baxter went to the park while driving erratically through it, fired a single 306 rifle round out of the window of the vehicle. The round fired struck a residence inside the park, breaking a window and causing damage to the exterior siding. The residence was occupied, but no one was struck or sustained any injuries. Baxter was transported to the Broome County Sheriff's Office for processing and ultimately taken to central arraignment. He was charged with reckless endangerment in the first degree, a Class D felony. On Friday, January 6th, the Johnson City Police Department responded to a residence on Columbus Place to assist the Johnson City Fire Department with a reported house fire. Responding officers located heavy smoke coming from the interior of the residence. The JCFD and Binghamton Fire Department extinguished the fire a short time after their arrival. JCPD detectives and JCFD fire investigators began investigating the cause of the fire. Patrol officers and detectives spoke with witnesses, collected video evidence, and spoke with the home's residents. During the investigation, it was determined that a resident of the house had intentionally set the fire and then left. That resident, Thomas Tabor, has been charged with arson in the third degree. Tabor was brought to the JCPD for processing and then taken to Broome County Central Arraignment. Upon his arraignment, he was released in compliance with New York State bail reform laws. On January 7th, officers of the Cortland County Sheriff's Office responded to a Walmart located at 819 Benny Road in the town of Cortlandville for a report of a larceny. It was determined that the defendant, 34-year-old Brandy Rogers, had passed all points of sale in Stolmart store, as well as damaged Walmart store property. Miss Rogers was also found to be in possession of a controlled substance. She was arrested and transported to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office, where she was processed and issued an appearance ticket for the above charges. Miss Rogers is scheduled to appear in the town of Cortlandville Court on January 23rd. In the month of December, members from Troop C removed 41 impaired drivers off the roadways. Two of those impaired drivers also had a child under the age of 15 in the vehicle with them. 14 of those drivers were more than double the legal limit. 
two drivers had been previously convicted of DWI in the last 10 years, and five of those drivers were under the influence of drugs. Troop C encompasses seven counties, with Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, Otsego, Tioga, and Tompkins counties. On January 9th, state police in Watertown responded to a residence on State Route 37 in the town of Pamelia for a reported stolen vehicle complaint. When troopers interviewed the complainant, he stated that he left his 2023 Toyota Tundra running when he let his dog out of the house. The suspect, later identified as Wallace Gibbs III, jumped into the vehicle and drove off. As the suspect fled through the city of Watertown, patrols from the state police, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, and Watertown Police Department attempted to stop the suspect. As the vehicle was reported driving through the city, patrols located and stopped the truck on Washington Street in the city of Watertown. The driver of the stolen vehicle was identified as Wallace Gibbs III, age 32, from Watertown, New York. He was taken into custody and transported to State Police Watertown. Gibbs was charged with grand larceny in the third degree, a Class D felony, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, a Class A misdemeanor, for being in possession of a metal dagger. Gibbs was arraigned in the city of Watertown Court and remanded to the Jefferson County Jail on $7,500 cash bail, $25,000 bail bond, or $50,000 partially secured surety bond. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night, chance of snow after 1 a.m., mixing with rain after 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. And Thursday, rain likely, mainly after 1 p.m., cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy. But the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, Ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. Seven thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a couple of school announcements with ice causing troubles on the roadways. Owego Appalachian Schools will be on a two-hour delay. Newark Valley Central School District is on a two-hour delay. And Spencer Van Etten Central School District will have a two-hour delayed opening because of black ice on the roads. And we have road work on I-81 in both directions between Exit 9 Marathon and Exit 10 McGraw with a moving work zone. That work runs today from 7 a.m. through noon and will have lane restrictions in both directions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
Right now about 29 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mixing with rain after 5 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. Thursday a chance of rain and snow before 8 a.m., then rain likely. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 60%. And Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 714, you're listening to WMBF. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do New York's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Your success. Seven seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Giannis and Tedekumbo had 22 points and 10 rebounds, and the Milwaukee Bucks used three-point shooting to wipe out a 17-point deficit in the second half and beat the New York Knicks 111-107. Joe Ingles had added a season-high 17 points, and Brooke Lopez also scored 17 for the Bucks, who made 12 three-pointers after falling behind 70-53 with five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Jalen Brunson scored a career-high 44 points for the Knicks, adding seven assists. Julius Randle had 25 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists, but was just 1 for 12 from 3-point range. New York will be back in action tomorrow at 7.30 when they host the Indiana Pacers, the Knicks now 22-19 on the season. Doctors who treated DeMar Hamlin say the Bills' safety was moved to a hospital in Buffalo to continue his recovery. It's an uplifting sign of the remarkable progress Hamlin has made a week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati. Hamlin was discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in the morning and flown to Buffalo, where Dr. William Knight said he was doing well. Hamlin's return comes a day after he cheered on the Bills from his hospital bed during their 35-23 win over the New England Patriots. The game proved to be a cathartic outpouring of support for the Bills and Hamlin. And the Buffalo Bills are dealing with the mental toll of playing an important game six days after witnessing Hamlin having to be resuscitated on the field. Now they have to begin preparing for a home playoff game against the division rival Miami Dolphins. Buffalo secured the number two seed in the AFC by beating New England on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Bills got the latest in a series of encouraging updates on Monday when they learned Hamlin had been discharged from the Cincinnati Hospital and flown to Buffalo to continue his recovery. For the Jets, the one-word message printed in white on the black T-shirts hanging in the New York Jets players' lockers summarized the massive task for next season, finish. Robert Salas' squad was unable to do that this season as a six-game losing streak extended the Jets' playoff drought to a franchise record 12 consecutive years. 
The Jets appeared on the verge of snapping that postseason drought when they were sitting at 7-4 and four in November, but it faded quickly and fell apart with poor quarterback play, injuries, and inconsistency among the players and coaches all contributing to the collapse. Now the task is making sure they finish in the postseason next season. And first-year Giants coach Brian Dayball isn't going to change things now that New York is about to play its first playoff game since January 2017. His approach to Sunday's wild-card game against the Vikings in Minnesota is simple. Dayball says what got the Giants a win in Week 1 will be the same thing that works in the playoffs. If a team is prepared, makes plays, and avoids mistakes, the chances are it wins. This will be the Giants' second game at Minnesota in three weeks. The Vikings won 27-24 on December 24th on a last-second field goal. Some hockey action. Joel Farabee had two points, and Samuel Erson made 28 saves to lead the Philadelphia Flyers to a 4-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Erson earned his first career NHL shutout against the league's highest-scoring team and gave the Flyers their fifth win in six games. Farabee's goal and assist came 127 apart in the first period. Zach McEwen, Noah Cates, and Wade Allison scored for Philadelphia. Craig Anderson made 34 saves for Buffalo, which was shut out for the first time this season and lost for just the second time in the past 10 games. And the big sports news, Stetson Bennett threw two touchdown passes and ran for two scores in the first half as number one Georgia demolished number three TCU 65-7. The Bulldogs became the first repeat champs since Alabama went back-to-back a decade ago and left no doubt that they have replaced the Crimson Tide as the new bullies on the block. TCU, the first Cinderella team of the CFP era, never had a chance against the Georgia juggernaut and suffered the most lopsided loss in the national title game dating to the start of the BCS in 1998. 7:21 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The market just could not sustain its early Monday rally. At the close of trade, the Dow had slipped 113 points to 33,517. The S&P was down a fraction. The Nasdaq Composite gained six-tenths of one percent. Among the losers, athletic wear company Lululemon. The company warned that profit margins likely declined during the holiday season. That sent Lululemon shares down nearly 10%. Student loan borrowers could soon pay back less on their loans and be on the hook for a shorter period of time. The Department of Education today will begin the regulatory process to bring the Biden administration's new loan repayment program into effect later this year. Well, it's a smaller round of layoffs that originally feared, but cuts at Goldman Sachs will still cut deep. Reports this morning suggest the Global Investment Bank will let go of as many as 3,200 employees starting tomorrow. Jim Ryan, ABC News. When I add a- Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive? Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. 
Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 724 on WNBF. We're now joined by our insurance expert, Karen Sweet O'Neill. How's it going, Karen? Going pretty good. How about you, James? Oh, pretty good so far today. Well, very good. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing too to crazy happening. Start. Yeah, that's that's how the weeks always start, right? You get off to a good start, and then you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, there's some optimism. Oh, Come yeah. On, uh, always, always optimistic. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll tell you, it's almost dark out, isn't it? It's yeah. It's a little strange. Yeah, but I'm not complaining because it's January 10th, and there's no snow on the ground. That's true. I mean, we do have a couple school delayed openings today because of ice, but no snow. That's big. Oh, we do. Oh, I yeah. Just that. just a couple. They just came in this morning. Oh dear. Okay. Well, there you go. Hopefully, it'll warm up and the ice will be gone. Yeah, but no snow. That's the big thing. <clears throat> unless you're a skier, right? Yeah, unless you're a skier, I guess. Yeah. That's probably not good for that. <laughs> Oh, my stars. Well, there's always good and bad in everything, isn't there? Oh, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So insurance, let's talk about that. You know, one of the things that we hear a lot up at the office, James, is, gee, I didn't know that you had all those companies and you could just, you know, shop for me. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit this morning where we are brokers, and that means that we have a lot of different and numerous, numerous different life insurance companies and um, health insurance companies that we are contracted with. So if you um, call us or come in and we're discussing your situation and you need, let's say, more life insurance or you need to change your life insurance because your current product is a term product that's going away, we take your information and we shop it, just like on the commercial on TV where they say, oh, you know, Jim and Mary, they they have two children and um, he's 35, 38 years old and he needs half a million in life insurance and it's only costing him, you know, $30 a month, like a dollar a day. So that's the same kind of thing. We shop it just like select a quote. And then we determine, should you go here or should you go there? And what is your particular situation? So that's a little commercial for us um, this morning. Tomorrow we'll talk about something more specific. But um, this way people know that we truly work for the client, um, James, not so much the insurance company. Also, it's open um, open enrollment. It's like, oh, no, what is that? Not Medicare again. Well, just so people know, if you purchased a product, um, from wherever, and you decide, uh-oh, I don't think I like this, I want to change it, you can change during the first three months of the year, so January 1st to March 31st, from different scenarios. So you can go from a Medicare Advantage plan back to original Medicare and a supplemental in Part D, or you can actually change your Medicare Advantage plans. So just to put that out there for people who don't think, that they can change them until, you know, next year, October 15th to December 7th. There is a uh, three-month window here 
and that ends March 31st. So we'll talk about all of that tomorrow, and we are at 1708 Bestel Parkway East, right above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. And you can reach us several ways. You can give us a call at 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up, or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Well, and fantastic. Also, yeah, also we're going to talk a little bit about Epic tomorrow, too. Epic. Very, very important for yeah. prescription drug coverage. Uh, it's always nice to have options, and that's what you give the people. That's right. Everybody wants options because then you know, you're, con- you're in control of your situation as best you can be, not somebody else and not a different company. Absolutely. Well, Karen, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to our conversation tomorrow in our full regularly scheduled segment. Very good. Have a great day. Thanks, James. You too. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill, our insurance expert, 729. You're listening to WMBF. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. One hit! Way to go, girl! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across New York every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Join on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a couple of school announcements with ice causing trouble on the roadways this morning. Owego Appalachian Schools will be on a two-hour delay. Newark Valley Central School District is on a two-hour delay. And Spencer Van Etten Central School District will have a two-hour delayed opening because of black ice on the roads. And we have road work on I-81 in both directions between Exit 9 Marathon and Exit 10 McGraw with a moving work zone. That work runs today from 7 a.m. through noon and will have lane restrictions in both directions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mixing with rain after 5 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. Thursday, a chance of rain and snow before 8 a.m., then rain likely. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 60%. And Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 731, you're listening to WMBF.
I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. Seven thirty-three on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. After being in the penalty box for over a year over allegations of shady financial dealings and a lack of diversity among members, the Golden Globes back on TV tonight. Just tell me what I've done to you. On the film side, Colin Farrell's quirky dramedy, The Banshees of Inishirin, up for the most awards, eight. Followed by the mind-bending multiverse thriller, Everything Everywhere All at Once with six. Welcome back! ABC's Abbott Elementary is the most nominated TV show. And be on the lookout for soggy stars. It might be a rainy but tented red carpet. The Golden Globes air tonight on NBC. Dr. Dre has got a new beef with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Music mogul's lawyers have sent the Georgia Republican a letter demanding she stop using his song Still DRE on her social media, which she did in a recent video. He says he doesn't license his music to politicians, especially someone as divisive and hateful as MTG. And happy birthday, Rod Stewart. The rock legend is 78 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. I never write. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 10th. You're listening to WNBF. Binghamton police are investigating gunfire that was heard in a residential neighborhood on the city's north side. People on the east end of Doubleday Street reported hearing several shots around 1.30 p.m. on Monday. Binghamton Police Detective Captain Corey Miner said there had been no indication that anyone was injured. Investigators placed yellow evidence markers in front of a two-story house at 37 Doubleday Street. Broome County Property Records described the property as a two-family residence. A small purple sign posted on the lawn of the residence featured a photo of Eliza Spencer, the Binghamton girl who was fatally shot near her east side home last April. The sign read, Justice for Eliza. A woman who was inside a nearby home told WMBF News she heard what she believed to be six or seven gunshots. She said when she went outside, she didn't notice any people or vehicles leaving the area. Several other neighborhood residents who gathered to watch police officers and detectives investigating the matter indicated that they weren't surprised by gunfire in the area. One said, just another day on Double Day. People with information about the incident may contact the Binghamton Police Detective Division at 607-772-7080. On Friday, January 6th, approximately a dozen patrons at a local store located within the village of Johnson City observed Matthew Baxter openly masturbating in the family restroom facilities over the course of 50 minutes before the police were notified. Baxter left the door unlocked during the incident, did not announce himself when any of the victims knocked, and made no effort to lock the door after any of the victims opened it and observed him. Baxter was confronted by a store employee after they became aware, but he continued his lewd behavior and a store employee contacted the Johnson City Police Department 
Department. After an investigation, Baxter was arrested and brought back to the police department for arrest processing. During this time, it was revealed that Baxter was under the supervision of the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, formerly known as New York State Parole. Baxter was released on an appearance ticket as required by New York State bail reform laws, and at this time, New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision has not violated Baxter under the terms of his parole. On January 5th, around 425 a.m., Broome County Sheriff's deputies responded to the Tuscarora Trailer Park on State Line Road in the town of Windsor for a vehicle driving through the park firing a weapon out of the vehicle window. The suspect, Jeremiah Baxter, 19 years old of Windsor, fled the area in his vehicle prior to the deputies arriving. However, Baxter was quickly located on Ostrander Road in Windsor and taken into custody without incident. The rifle used was also recovered. The subsequent investigation revealed that Baxter was upset at a resident inside Tuscarora Trailer Park over a physical dispute that occurred with his relative. Baxter went to the park while driving erratically through it, fired a single 306 rifle round out of the window of the vehicle. The round fired struck a residence inside the park, breaking a window and causing damage to the exterior siding. The residence was occupied, but no one was struck or sustained any injuries. Baxter was transported to the Broome County Sheriff's Office for processing and ultimately taken to central arraignment. He was charged with reckless endangerment in the first degree, a Class D felony. On Friday, January 6th, the Johnson City Police Department responded to a residence on Columbus Place to assist the Johnson City Fire Department with a reported house fire. Responding officers located heavy smoke coming from the interior of the residence. The JCFD and Binghamton Fire Department extinguished the fire a short time after their arrival. JCPD detectives and JCFD fire investigators began investigating the cause of the fire. Patrol officers and detectives spoke with witnesses, collected video evidence, and spoke with the home's residents. During the investigation, it was determined that a resident of the house had intentionally set the fire and then left. That resident, Thomas Tabor, has been charged with arson in the third degree. Tabor was brought to the JCPD for processing and then taken to Broome County Central Arraignment. Upon his arraignment, he was released in compliance with New York State bail reform laws. On January 7th, officers of the Cortland County Sheriff's Office responded to a Walmart located at 819 Benny Road in the town of Cortlandville for a report of a larceny. It was determined that the defendant, 34-year-old Brandy Rogers, had passed all points of sale in Stolmart's store, as well as damaged Walmart store property. Miss Rogers was also found to be in possession of a controlled substance. She was arrested and transported to the Cortland County Sheriff's Office, where she was processed and issued an appearance ticket for the above charges. Miss Rogers is scheduled to appear in the town of Cortlandville Court on January 23rd. In the month of December, members from Troop C removed 41 impaired drivers off the roadways. Two of those impaired drivers also had a child under the age of 15 in the vehicle with them. 14 of those drivers were more than double the legal limit. Two drivers had been previously convicted of DWI in the last 10 years, and five of those drivers were under the influence of drugs. Troop C encompasses seven counties, with Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, Otsego, Tioga, and Tompkins counties. On January 9th, state police in Watertown responded to a residence on State Route 37 in the town of Pamelia for a reported stolen vehicle complaint. When troopers interviewed the complainant, he stated that he left his 2023 Toyota Tundra running when he let his dog out of the house. The suspect later identified as Wallace Gibbs III jumped into the vehicle and drove off. As the suspect fled through the city of Watertown, patrols from the state police, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, and Watertown Police Department attempted to stop the suspect. As the vehicle was reported driving through the city, patrols located and stopped the truck on Washington Street in the city of Watertown. The driver of the stolen vehicle was identified as Wallace Gibbs III, age 32, from Watertown, New York. 
He was taken into custody and transported to State Police Watertown. Gibbs was charged with grand larceny in the third degree, a Class D felony, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, a Class A misdemeanor, for being in possession of a metal dagger. Gibbs was arraigned in the city of Watertown Court and remanded to the Jefferson County Jail on $7,500 cash bail, $25,000 bail bond, or $50,000 partially secured surety bond. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 9 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 39. Tomorrow night, chance of snow after 1 a.m., mixing with rain after 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. And Thursday, rain likely, mainly after 1 p.m., cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in New York knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? New York needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Are you a... on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. And just a reminder, if you've missed it, we have a couple school announcements with ice causing trouble on the roadways today. Owego Appalachian Schools on a two-hour delay, Newark Valley Central School District on a two-hour delay, and Spencer Van Etten Central School District on a two-hour delay. So even though there's no snow on the ground, roads still in rough shape because of the ice. Starting to get back into that Binghamton winter. It was pretty warm last week. It was in the 50s a couple days last week. Now we're getting back into that sub-32 degree weather. That freezing weather. Causing some troubles out on the roadways today. So if you're on your way into work, maybe drive a little slower. Be extra safe. You don't want to get caught on a patch of black ice. That would be bad. 744. You're listening to WMBF. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. Come on, punk. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message or walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave him alone. 
how to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Welcome to It feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. You're once... on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a couple of school announcements with ice causing trouble on the roadways. Owego Appalachian Schools will be on a two-hour delay. Newark Valley Central School District is on a two-hour delay. And Spencer Van Etten Central School District will have a two-hour delay as well because of black ice out on the roads this morning. And we have road work on I-81 in both directions between Exit 9 Marathon and Exit 10 McGraw with a moving work zone. That work runs from that work runs today from 7 a.m. through noon, and we'll have lane restrictions in both directions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, some fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., Mostly cloudy with a high near 36 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high near 39. Tomorrow night, chance of snow after 2 a.m., mixing with rain after 5 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, chance of snow 30%. Thursday, a chance of rain and snow before 8 a.m., then rain likely. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 60%. And Thursday night, rain, a low near 42 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 749, you're listening to WMBF. Attention. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Your on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
from ABC News Tech Trends. Next time you use Microsoft Word or Outlook, you make it a helping hand from artificial intelligence. A new report in the Information finds that Microsoft has been working on a way to integrate AI language technology into its line of Office products. Wired columnist Clive Thompson says it comes from Microsoft's partnership with OpenAI, the company behind the popular ChatGPT chatbot. The chatbot will write paragraphs at a time. You know, like it, it'll answer a question that's several paragraphs at length, and it reads very, very convincingly like a human. Experts say the tech could be used to draft emails or make changes to Word documents. Thompson says that could be a risk for Microsoft because the bot is trained on how humans communicate on the internet. People can be dreadful online. They can be incredibly racist. They can be, you know, flagrantly misogynist. And so the bot has learned that stuff. And so, you know, it can actually say some, you know, pretty wildly sexist and occasionally racist stuff. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Overhead. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My big sister Jenna's face turned bright red. She was just showing people online how to use a new cream. She still has the scars. My brother's friend Billy had to jump off his motor scooter when it caught fire. He fell and got hit by a car. He broke his leg. Blew his chances to play basketball in college. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Protect yourself. Don't fall for fake products. Visit ncpc.org/goforreal. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. There's. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 22 points and 10 rebounds. And the Milwaukee Bucks used three-point shooting to wipe out a 17-point deficit in the second half and beat the New York Knicks 111-107. Joe Ingles added a season-high 17 points and Brooke Lopez also scored 17 for the Bucks, who made 12 three-pointers after falling behind 70-53 with five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Jalen Brunson scored a career-high 44 points for the Knicks, adding 7 assists. Julius Randle had 25 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists, but was just 1 for 12 from 3-point range. Knicks will be back in action tomorrow at 7.30 when they host the Indiana Pacers. The Knicks now 22-19 and on the season. Doctors who treated DeMar Hamlin say the Bills' safety was moved to a hospital in Buffalo to continue his recovery. It's an uplifting sign of the remarkable progress Hamlin has made a week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati. Hamlin was discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in the morning and flown to Buffalo, where Dr. William Knight said he was doing well. Hamlin's return comes a day after he cheered on the Bills from his hospital bed during their 35-23 win over the New England Patriots. The game proved to be a cathartic outpouring of support for the Bills and Hamlin. And the Buffalo Bills are dealing with the mental toll of playing an important game six days after witnessing Hamlin having to be resuscitated on the field. Now they have to begin preparing for a home playoff game against the division rival Miami Dolphins. Buffalo secured the number two seed in the AFC by beating New England on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Bills got the latest in a series of encouraging updates on Monday when they learned Hamlin had been discharged from a Cincinnati hospital and flown to Buffalo to continue his recovery. 
The one-word message printed in white on the black T-shirts hanging in the New York Jets players' lockers summarized the massive, massive task for next season, finish. Robert Sala's squad was unable to do that this season as a six-game losing streak extended the Jets' playoff drought to a franchise record 12 consecutive years. The Jets appeared on the verge of snapping that postseason drought when they were sitting at 7-4 and in November, but it faded quickly and fell apart with poor quarterback play, injuries, and inconsistency among the players and coaches all contributing to the collapse. Now the task is making sure they finish in the postseason next season. First-year Giants coach Brian Dayball isn't going to change things now that New York is about to play its first playoff game since January 2017. His approach to Sunday's wildcard game against the Vikings in Minnesota is simple. Dayball says what got the Giants a win in Week 1 will be the same thing that works in the playoffs. If a team is prepared, makes plays, and avoids mistakes, the chances are it wins. This will be the Giants' second game at Minnesota in three weeks. The Vikings won 27-24 on December 24th on a last-second field goal. Some hockey news. Joel Farabee had two points, and Samuel Erson made 28 saves to lead the Philadelphia Flyers to a 4-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Erson earned his first career NHL shutout against the league's highest-scoring team and gave the Flyers their fifth win in six games. Farabee's goal and assist came one minute and 27 seconds apart in the first period. Zach McEwen, Noah Cates, and Wade Allison scored for Philadelphia. Greg Anderson made 34 saves for Buffalo, which was shut out for the first time this season and lost for just the second time in the past 10 games. And the big news, Stetson Bennett threw two touchdown passes and ran for two scores in the first half as number 1 Georgia demolished number 3 TCU 65-7. to The Bulldogs became the first repeat champs since Alabama went back-to-back a decade ago and left no doubt that they've replaced the Crimson Tide as the new bullies on the block. TCU, the first Cinderella team of the CFP era, never had a chance against the Georgia juggernaut and suffered the most lopsided loss in a national title game dating to the start of the BCS in 1998. 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. Who's th- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Closing out hour number two of WMBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. We've got one more hour to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program. Coming up next, ABC News.